Don't check <laughs>
Yeah, that's the interesting thing. Them both having won Heisman trophies there from the same school. I mean, that's obviously big for the school, but for these two to go against each other since they were once former teammates, I mean, that has to mean something to each one another. I mean, whether they want to mm-hmm. trash talk after the game or whatnot, it's going to be interesting for them for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is absolutely. And, and I just looked it up and they have obviously we played each other. I forgot about this, but back in 2019, um, yep. we played them in uh, the December of that year. So they won, um, I believe, correct? I think they did. Yeah, they did. I just was looking up and I saw them exchanging juries. I was like, oh, well, we must have played them back in. That was in Arizona, you know, so this this will be interesting that obviously it's here um, and that should hopefully help us out a little bit. But Arizona, you know, looking ahead, kind of looking at the game as a whole, um, obviously we mentioned Kyler and, you know, Hopkins and everything they've got going on. They are the fourth highest scoring offense in the NFL um, and just giving up 19 points a game. So that differential was pretty good. That's 12, 12 and a half, 12.4 to be exact. And, you know, the Bills have, I think the Bills really went better than them at that point, you know, that point differential. So they're not just an offensive, you know, powerhouse. Obviously their defense is pretty good. And we've, you know, we've seen our offense was good last week, but struggled the week before it, you know, against the Vikings. So, it's, it's going to be tough. I think you're, for the Browns, you know, looking at this game, you're going to need both both sides of that ball to show up to, in order to, to, uh, to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, on paper, it looks like it's going to be an offensive shootout, but we see it could be like last week, but we thought the same against the Vikings, and it was a low-scoring yeah. game. The Browns have played very good offenses this year, whether it's Kansas mm-hmm. City, Minnesota, Chargers. I mean, they've, they've been tested early, so this isn't going to be nothing they haven't seen. It's just another very good matchup for the defense that will hopefully bounce back after a lackluster performance last week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. The defense is going to have to get it together. And, you know, if, I know obviously looking at the rest of the offense, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough on them, you know, because it's not just Murray and Hopkins, you know, you've got AJ Green, who's kind of like kind of bounced back. Obviously, they don't need him to be the number one guy. So he's going a little bit unnoticed, but he's had a pretty solid year, um, you know, so far. Rondell Morris made a couple big plays here and there. Um, and then Kyler completing 70% of his passes in four games in a row. I mean, that's that's all <laughs> trending upwards for them. And you just mentioned the Browns have been up and down on defense the past two weeks alone. So it's uh, it's going to be tough, but I, I think we've got a chance because they're not fully healthy on offense either. You know, they're missing a few guys. Um, I know for sure. I think they just announced the other day Ronnie Hudson was out, right? Yeah, Hudson's going to be out with the injury he suffered last week against the Niners, and he doesn't miss games. He's missed a handful yeah. in the last six years. I think just three games in the last six years. So having him out is obviously a big issue because he snaps the ball every play and we don't know what kind of chemistry their second string center has. I'm not sure who it is exactly, but I mean, you never want your starting center out and he's, he's not going to play against the Browns. Yeah. I think the, um, the most interesting thing about that is it just, we don't know what it's going to change for him, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see, but I think they'll probably be fine just because I don't know how much they're really relying on that. Um, but I'm curious to see it because you mentioned he doesn't miss games. Rodney Hudson doesn't. So we, we don't know what they've been dealing with, but I think they'll be okay in the grand scheme of things, but it's one thing to keep an eye on because our defense, if they come in ready to go and we've seen them at, you know, the top of their game previously, I think that could be something to watch and 
people could take advantage of that. Yeah, for sure. And the one that's going to hurt a little more is on the defensive side now. I mean, Taylor yeah. Jones is on the COVID list. He's likely not to play. He's, un- he's vaccinated, and if he has two um, negative tests within 24 hours apart, he's allowed to play. But the chances of that yeah. happening is low. So, I mean, Cardinals have to prepare without him. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And that that could be good for us because, you know, as, as we unfortunately know, Cleveland is uh, – Injury plagued in our own, in our own ways, you know. I mean, just you know, just yesterday, Wednesday, they had 17 guys on the injury report. And obviously, you know, we know a lot of them are probably going to play. But you've had Chubb on there, Hunt on there, Garrett on there. And obviously, you can probably pretty much assume those guys are going to play. But, you know, there were nine that didn't participate. And I know those guys are on there. But you look at Tack McKinley um, and obviously Jack Conklin, J.C. Treader didn't play. So you want to see some of them come back uh, when he was, you know, I think Cincinnati was pretty positive about most of them playing um, and, you know, hopefully Landry coming back to after missing the last three games. But at the same time, it, you know, them being on there, them being banged up is enough to be, you know, a little bit worried, obviously, but I don't think we're too concerned about most of those key guys not playing, but we will have some of them out. Yeah. Jedrick Wills, second year guy he missed last week. Um, he should be back. So that bodes well with Chandler, Chandler Jones not playing for, Arizona, yeah. that's a good matchup for us, as well as Jack Conklin battling his own injuries. So there's another tackle that's not 100%. So mm-hmm. not having Jones obviously helps us out. And we have some other guys who could be returning. I would give Landry a 50-50 chance. I mean, he hasn't been activated yet, but he could by Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked a little bit about that earlier in our episode earlier this week about Landry coming back and, you know, what that could be, you know, how that would – potentially impact this offense, which is, you know, like you said, they've been, they were great last week, but otherwise a little bit up and down and you want to see them be able to get a little bit more of a rhythm. So hopefully that can happen this week. You've, you've got the opportunity to do it against the, you know, not fully healthy Cardinals defense, but one that's still, you know, they're still pretty good. So I think you're going to need all hands on deck to be a team that is rightfully five and zero. And I know when we did this episode earlier, the week, the Browns were favored, they still favored to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, I actually just checked, and they're favored by three and a half points. It was three starting the week, so I mean, they moved the half point. That's likely because the two players out for Cardinals, I would assume so. Yeah. And they're on the road, so there's always a little bit of extra motivation there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you've got – yeah, you mentioned Jones, and I just looked it up too, and obviously they – um, last Sunday they had lost uh, Max Williams with the season-ending knee injury. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's actually been pretty big for them as well from his position. Yeah, yeah from that tight end position for them, he's been great. Um, they put their linebacker, Ezekiel Turner, on IR on Tuesday. Um, and then Chandler Jones was on, you know, uh, the COVID list on Tuesday, and he had that team with five sacks. So, um, you know, you're going to be seeing, obviously, neither, you know, Ezekiel Turner or Rodney Hudson, and probably not Chandler Jones, and obviously not Max Williams, but – those are guys that, you know, are going to be, you mentioned key contributors and we, we hope that the Browns can get back, but this will just be, you know, one of the best probably showcases that the game that the league has this Sunday. And it's, it's, it's fun to be a part of it. It's fun that the Browns get to get these big matchups and you just want to see them bounce back and avoid, you know, going three and four because that, that, or three and three, that would be, uh, you know, not the worst thing in the world, but I think you and I both are confident that Browns can bounce back if that is what happens. Yeah, bouncing back would be huge. 
um, having a four and two record heading into that Denver game would be nice, which we hope to talk about a few days from now. But sure. I mean, it's two good, two real good offenses going at it. Four o'clock game. I'm not sure who's on the call. It's going to be a good one, no matter yeah. what. Um, on paper, it looks to be high scoring. Browns have a better running game. They may try to run the ball, keep it out of the Cardinals' offense, offense's hands. Um, that would obviously be the first thought. But either way, it's it's going to be a real fun game. Yeah, you mentioned who's who's going to be on it, and we're not we're not sure. Right? Is it is it? It's a, it'll be on Fox, right? So um, I think it's a Fox game. So I don't know who's on the call. Um, but hopefully, you know, obviously they're being on Fox. We avoid the Tony Romo curse. So. Um, yeah, that has not yeah. been good for us. <laughs> I think we're like zero and four at least when he's when he's the. When he's yeah, calling. I don't. I don't think we've won a single one of the games he's been on, and they haven't always been close games. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, so that just kind of is what it is. Um, so yeah, it's a Fox on four. You know, on Fox at four oh five, but we don't really know um, what's going on with that. So. That'll be okay. Oh, wait, no, we do. It's uh, Kevin Kugler, Mark Sanchez. That's, that's it. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I just looked up on Cleveland, on the Cleveland Browns website. Yeah. And it's, that's, that is interesting, man. That's a, that is a dynamic duo. Um, that I gives forgot, me a little I bit more ease. Totally forgot Mark Sanchez was even in the booth. I did too. I, I had to double take that as I was kind of walking through. I was like, is that fumble Mark Sanchez or is that like a different, <laughs> a different Mark Sanchez? But good for him, I guess. That's He gets to cover the Browns and he Cardinals. Figured he figured <laughs> Yeah, he figured it out. And good Lord. All right. Well, that's not as bad then. So I feel like, you know, we're not cursing the booth at least unless Mark Sanchez ends up cursing us. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Um, and I think, you know, obviously we can do kind of predictions for this game here in a little bit, but what's interesting, Brandon is obviously there's a storyline as it always pops up every once in a while. And you had a, you know, a tweet that kind of blew up yourself about the Browns and Odell Beckham and could we trade him? Should we trade him? Would they trade him? All this, all this stuff. And you would tweet that they shouldn't. And then that just kind of took off from there. Um, so obviously, you know, we know that you don't think the Browns should get rid of him necessarily, but why, you know, I think I'm on the same page with you, but I'm just curious, explain to everyone listening why you think they shouldn't get rid of him. Well, I think the Browns and Odell Beckham can still work out. I mean, he's still returning from the injury that he suffered that kept him out to the rest of last year. I mean, is he still has a chance in his offense and he's open. That's, that's the big thing. If we get in the ball, this it's all a non-story and we talk about how long Odell is going to be in Cleveland. Um, not if he's going to be in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, I think Odell, the name just brings a lot of attention. That's a big part of it. People want to talk about it because, I mean, he's not the former star they used to be, but he's still a very good football player and his name holds weight. Yeah. I believe if the Browns was to trade him, you wouldn't get anything as substantial just because his production hasn't been there. So why not? Why not keep him? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's that's the biggest thing is you just people look at the numbers and see they're not what they used to be. Right. Um, and I don't think they would be what they used to be. And if you trade under somewhere, you know, I, I think you're right. He's obviously not the exact same player he used to be. He's 28 years old. He's going to be 29 here in a few weeks. So naturally, you're going to get a different player than you had when he was tearing up, you know, the league with uh, with the Giants, you know, and that's to be expected, you know, but I think he can still be a top guy for the Browns and still be a number one receiver. 
Um, yeah, I believe he could still be a pro bowler, no doubt. I mean, as open as he was against like the Vikings even. Yeah. He was opening up to have some big numbers that game. He just he just wasn't hit. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we know that Baker missed one of those, you know, and that happens every once in a while. Everyone does it. Um, so it's not that, you know, not the biggest thing to see. You want to obviously see them make those and you think they will the more they play together, the more they build that back up. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they should get rid of him. I think if you do at this point, you're not getting much for him anyway. Um, certainly nowhere near what you gave up for him. I think that's obviously a given. Um, you know, so whatever draft picks you get back, are you going to draft somebody in that slot that's better than him? Right. I think it comes down to as simple as that, you know, and you're probably not, you know, even if he's not a hundred percent or even not, if he's not what he used to be, whoever you pick in that, you know, that draft round that you're going to get from him, isn't going to be what he is, you know? So if you can keep him happy, I suppose that's the biggest thing. If he's not happy, he starts causing a scene, then you've got a different conversation, but from all accounts, everything that we've seen, it's nothing, you know, this whole conversation is nothing about like coming from his side, right? It's just media speculation because, oh, you know, he's back and he's not doing what we wanted to do, numbers wise, at least, you know? So until that happens, until he says something, I think this is pretty much just a non-story and everyone's just, you know, kind of talking about like we are, but people just kind of spicing it up just for, uh, just for no reason. Yeah, we're today's Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday, and today he told the media that he wants to win a Super Bowl in Cleveland. I mean, that's that's just unselfishness. He doesn't really – obviously he wants the numbers, but it's not the end-all, be-all. And if he can yeah. win in Cleveland, that's, that's the end goal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, he's, he's – you know, obviously four years ago or so, that he would probably have a different answer for you, right? You know, and obviously he had different – different things going on, you know, I believe he's grown uh, up a little bit, whether, whether it's the injury or whatnot, that's made him grow up. I believe he's maybe grown up a little bit and we've seen prior. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I agree. I think he's, he's definitely not this, you know, the same, same guy he was back from 2014 to 2016 or 2018, his last, you know, last kind of year with the giants. And, you know, he's no no nets are being kicked. I mean, yeah, no, no, no nets are being kicked. No more of the when he tried to when he do walk up to the goalpost and act like there's a dog pissing. You know, none of that. So that's it. It's been a while. It's yeah, he had a wild, a wild career out there. You know, and how how else can you tell a franchise you do not want to be there anymore? They did. <laughs> just act I don't like that. You couldn't have done anything else other than go up to him and just flip them all off. Um, he could have put an Earl Thomas and flip the entire stadium off or flip off Pete Carroll as he's getting carted off the damn field, you know. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I think he's grown up a lot. I think he enjoys Cleveland. And, you know, obviously he probably enjoys playing with Jarvis, and that's, you know, that is what it is. And That's, that's um, the interesting thing. He hasn't played with Jarvis yet this year. Jarvis right. has <laughs> obviously been on the sideline. And I yeah. think that's even going to help him out a little bit. I mean, that's another – player for defenses to worry about and i mean that's another decoy in light terms so i mean that yeah. could help odell out yeah yeah it could it certainly could and there's there's a lot of things that are you know kind of pointing in the favor of them you know sticking it out and them working on it here it's just getting them both out there you know and you want to see them play you want to see the browns play a full force and again we said it earlier but they're going to need it going up against this team and you know having him out there and having him in the foreseeable future which I think he'll be fine. I think his numbers will come natural to him. Um, obviously, he's only played two games back, but, um, you know, that first game that he played under the air, he had, what, five catches, 
you know, or the first game back with against the Bears, right? He had five catches, 77 yeah. yards. And since then, it's been two catches, 27 yards, two catches, 27 yards. But I think you get patient with him, you know? And- yeah, I think he's due. That's the thing. I think he's due for a big game, whether it's like the Cowboys game last year where he had three touchdowns, the hat trick. I mean, yeah, I think he's due. And for the Browns to stay with the Cardinals, they're going to have to pass the ball and they're going to have to score the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way we win without scoring at least three touchdowns. And that's at least, probably, yeah. yeah, it's probably at least. I mean, and I think for the Browns to win, Odell's going to have to do something at least. I mean, yeah, the offensive offensive passing game's going to have to be rolling, and hopefully Odell's part of that, and Browns have a chance if that happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now I'm sitting here, you know, I pulled up this New York Post article about Odell being on his way to Cleveland, I know, and I know it came from, you know, that the uh, the report from The Athletic did about this, well, you know, they believe blah, blah, blah. Um, and he has no guaranteed money at the end of this year, which I kind of forgot about um, that he had no guaranteed money after this year. Um, it, yeah, still, that's the thing. It could be an option after the year, how, depending on how this year goes. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see. You know, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there, there obviously there are points about he hasn't quite made the impact. And, you know, do you do the Browns – the way you know his offense is set up, do you need him? Do you not need him? Um, and I don't know. That is what it is. I, I think obviously not in any rush to get rid of him this year. We said it before on this podcast, and I would keep saying it, you know, through the year that this is the year to go all in. You know, so sure. unless something came up where Odell said, you know, f you guys, I'm not playing, then you keep him. You keep him, and you know, you go all in, and you say this is the year we're going for a Super Bowl before we got to start paying everybody else on this team the money we pay him, you know, and as long as you can hold on to that, it makes literally no sense to get rid of a playmaker for, um, sure. for no reason. So um, a lot of people who are mad or they play fancy football, they just look at box <laughs> scores and see that Odell isn't performing, but that Richard Higgins touchdown last week doesn't happen without Odell in the field. He drew three defenders and it left Higgins wide open. Those kind yeah. of things don't happen and they don't show up in the, and a stat sheet, so people forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people that didn't watch the game, right? People that didn't watch it, they just wanted to see, you know, they lost fantasy because of X, Y, and Z, and that's that's hilarious. Um, that's a joke, right? But it is what it is. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, we look at this and we talked earlier, the Browns um, are favored three and a half points. I love that, but I hate it at the same time. Um, you know, realistically, you know, what, what do we expect from this game? What do you, how do you predict this game is going to end up going? I think if the Browns win, it's by one score. I mean, Cardinals had the offense, obviously, to keep it close and afraid not to be close. The Browns defense would have to pitch a shutout, which yeah. is hard to do against the Cardinals. I see it being a, I see the Browns pulling it out. I'm going to say in the range of like 38, 31, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they cover, but I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Browns lose this game, just because yeah. that Arizona defense. I mean, offense is just so good. Yeah, yeah, their offense is very good, and that's that's the that's the tough thing about it is their offense is good. But you you know, at the same time, you you know, you've kind of seen them struggle a little bit. You know, they beat the 49ers seventeen to ten last week, and obviously they lit up the Cardinals, they lit up the Rams. Um, they kind of tore up the Vikings, which is that's probably the easiest thing to compare it to because we played the Vikings, right? Um, but again, that was the first first or second game of the year, I believe for them. I think it was the second game of the year. 
Um, you know, so the Vikings were a different team then, but that's the easiest thing to compare it to if you had that mutual um, team that you played against. But other than that, you know, they've scored 30 points in every game except the 49ers. So I think you just watch a lot of that 49ers game and see what they did and hope you can do it. Because if you can hold the Cardinals to 17 points again, I would like you, our you odds win. at that. Nine, yeah, yeah, nine times out of ten. I believe 49ers yeah. started rookie quarterback or they, they probably yep. would have had a chance. Yeah. But if we hold the Lance. if we hold the Cardinals to 17 points, I'm hoping we win by at least two scores, I would think yeah. at least. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. If you can hold them to under 20 points, you can hold them to 17 points, then we should be able to walk away with a win. And if we can't, then I'd be very concerned with our offense. Because again, I mean their defense is good. Like it, you know, you can't give them the bat, but um, yeah, they're going to be without if, Chandler Jones. He has five yeah. sacks. That's going to be big for them. I mean, yeah. Buda Baker's really good for them on the back end, and that's going to be someone Baker has to watch when he's throwing mm-hmm. towards. But, I mean, the Browns' offense can obviously score with anyone, yeah. and they should have no problem Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if, especially if Chandler Jones is out and they're without their starting linebacker that went, or their linebacker that went on injured reserve and all these other guys that are still there, but – that Jones would be a huge loss and a huge game for the Browns selfishly. Um, so I agree. I, I think it's probably in the thirties, you know, I, I want to, I do think the Browns can win it. Um, I would probably give it that same around that square, you know, and if we do lose, I would say it's probably because our offense didn't quite keep up with them. You know, if we lose, I yeah. don't know if it's necessarily a, you know, a, a touchdown or a one position game. I, I could see it being, you know, 10, 14 points if we lose, you know. Yeah. The um, defense should be healthier next week as well. So, I yeah. mean, that helps in those regards. Yeah. It does. It does. And it, it, either way, I think it'll be mostly a good game. I, I think if we lose by, you know, 10 or 14 points, it might be until the very end um, where the wheels fall off and not necessarily in the most dramatic way. I can just see you know, something happening, whether it's a Baker interception and then it just kind of falls from there, you know, and um, maybe they feel the pressure of having to keep up with the Cardinals offense. That could be a thing that I can see happening because um, there certainly will be pressure on keeping up with them. You know, unless you can force turnovers back at them, um, that game has potential to get out of hand if you don't. Um, and, you know, that's fun, but at the same time, they've only, they, you know, they play the Jaguars and they beat them by 12 points. So, you know, you, you want to believe that your offense is significantly better than the Jaguars, which we know the Browns are miles better than the Jaguars. So at worst, you think you should be able to cover a 12 points, you know, the Jaguars did. So it's a little bit all over the place, you know, it, it is with the Cardinals, but the biggest thing is just keeping up with them, which I think we can do at least on paper. So we'll see how it goes heading into this game. Yeah, I mean, a win here for the Browns, it's, it'd be a good bounce back. I mean, the national media would get off their back and probably talk good about them yep. for taking yeah. down the undefeated Cardinals. I mean, so the, the chance is there for the Browns. It's at home. It's yep. a at-home game at four, 4 o'clock kickoffs still, even though we're on the East Coast. I mean, everything's mm-hmm. set up for the Browns to bounce back after their loss last week against a very good team. Now they just, they just yep. have to do it. Yeah. They just have to do it. There's, there's no, no excuses. You know, the, the NFL gods finally somewhat lined up for them to give them this game at home and say, Hey, you know, this is going to be a tough game, but at least you get them at home. It's a 4 PM kickoff, which probably, you know, helps the Cardinals obviously a little bit more coming from that, you know, home of the West coast and everything, but um, it's fun. That should be a crazy atmosphere up there. I mean, that's going to be a bonkers stadium at first energy. So you, you want to see that place kind of, you know, show up and support the Browns. And I know they will, 
Um, and you just, you know, you want to see him pull it out because like you're bumping it back to four and two and heading into the Broncos, you can see the Browns go on a bit of a run. And the storylines that would come out of that from them taking down the last undefeated team, I can see it now. I can see it now. And I, I would just, that would be too much fun. I'm getting too ahead of myself now, but that would be uh, a great thing for them. I think it would help turn, you know, that I don't know if there's really any issues in the locker room. Obviously I, I don't want to say that, but I think it would certainly help squash those if there were to be anything there. I think it'll quiet a lot of the media. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing really. I don't think the Browns are in danger of, going down the wrong turnpike or being a bad team or anything. Yeah. Four and two has a nice ring to it. And with the schedule coming up, I mean, they'll have a chance to have a few more wins. So getting a win here against a very good team would obviously be huge. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. And I think brand that's, that's, that's all we can really say is you just, you want to see them get a big win. And if they don't, then, you know, you're three and three and that's still okay. You know, and you've got some, some good games coming up. So We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to watch it and we'll, you know, we'll be excited to hopefully be talking about a Browns victory Sunday, you know, Sunday evening, but um, Brandon, outside of that, I think, I think we're good, right? I think we're ready to, you know, ready to put this thing out and we'll just sit back, relax, and hopefully enjoy a, uh, a good weekend of football with the Browns. Yeah, for sure. And last thing here, I put out a tweet asking any questions for the podcast or anything. And Isaiah Warner, I believe, hopefully I pronounced that right. He said he's worried about the corner situation. Are you worried about the corner situation at all with, I mean, Ward injury obviously left left last week's game. Newsom's not played the last couple games. Greedy's played well. I mean, do you have any worry there in that room? Um, I think with, with our with our defensive backs, there's always a bit of worry just in terms of health because they've all individually had their health concerns. Um, so those those are the worries that are kind of always there. Um, you know, but, it, but if everyone's there, I think it, I don't have any worries, you know, um, if everyone Same. shows up and everyone's healthy, then I think I'm content with that being a pretty good room, especially as, you know, they continue to develop, um, specifically with greedy, you know, and Greg Newsom and everything like that. Um, but it is concerning, you know, it, there, there are valid reasons to be concerned with the way they've all collectively been able, unable to stay healthy, you know, and that's, yeah. that's tough, you know, and I think if you, look past the corners and you look to the secondary as a whole, um, you know, you can start to spread some concerns to John Johnson. He hasn't quite been as good um, for the Browns, which I don't, it's not again, too much of a cause for concern um, yet, but that all kind of plays into one another. Obviously that he helps out um, your secondary as a whole kind of goes together, right? They, they either all succeed or they don't. Um, you know, but the biggest thing I would say is just health wise. And that's outside of that. I'm pretty confident they all get on the field together. And they all can stay on the field together. But they'll, they'll be just fine. Yeah. Same. The biggest thing is health there. I mean, with Grady stepping up how he has, he, he was better than the Newsom, the rookie Newsom has played. Yeah. And I mean, Newsom was good, but Grady's forced turnovers and back-to-back weeks. I mean, there's been no drop off and if anything, improvement. Yeah. And Ward, yeah. he always missed a couple games each year, and it's that's the annoying part, and that's the part where the Browns likely save money as well. I mean, yeah. they're able to when the contract talks come about, they're able to mention that. Yeah, but when he's yeah. on the field, he's he's really good, and when all the Browns' corners are on the field, I believe it's a solid group. I mean, Troy Hill in the slot, there's your fourth corner, mm-hmm. and even AJ Green played well as your yeah. fifth corner. 
So as a, as a group, if they're healthy, I believe they're fine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If they're all healthy, then they'll be just fine. And, um, you know, they all can develop to be what they like. It'd be one of the, you know, the, the better groups in the NFL, obviously not the best one or anything like that, but they could be up there, you know, and they could obviously have a respectable reputation to it. Um, but you just need to see more from them being all on the field. Um, but I agree, Greedy Williams there, he's, he's had some good games here and, that's something that you're really excited about, I think, as a Browns fan. You know, you, you've been wanting to see him, you know, get yeah. what you thought he could be. Um, and he deserves that, too. You know, he's had some bad luck with injuries, and that just kind of is what it is. Um, but I think that's something that you can be really excited about. Um, so it's a great question, but I think you can just take comfort knowing that their biggest hurdle is injuries and whether that's maybe perhaps not that comforting because sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. Um you can at least know that it's not performance related, right? They're not draft busts because they're terrible. You know, this isn't like, um, I can't remember his name that we picked, Justin Gilbert, right? Or whatever the hell his name was years ago, yeah. right? This isn't a guy that you picked and then he's out of the NFL in a year or two because he's Never just did terrible. <laughs> did nothing. It was just horrible. It's just a terrible pick for us from the he's just in Brown's purgatory of draft picks, right? Him and Johnny Menzel just hanging out from another one to the list. Another one to the list of just bad picks, right? Um, so, you know, that is what it is. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I think the Browns will be just fine getting them all back out there. I couldn't agree more. Um, Isaiah, thank you for that corner question. And we had one that wasn't really a question. It was, he said, Rayshon Leah Bay, I believe his name is. He said, the Browns defense is going to, Shut out the Cardinals offense Sunday, similar to the Bears game. I feel like the no. defense will come very aggressive because of so many people taking down Baker all week. And I see a 38-14 win. That would be something I'd say about you. Man, I would buy him, you, and me all tickets to the Super Bowl if that happened. I would <laughs> – I know I said something outrageous last week. But, man, that that would be nuts. I mean, I don't see it personally. But, man, Rayshon, if that happens – then I think we have a whole different conversation on, on Sunday evening about what this Browns team can do, you know, and knocking off a, an undefeated powerhouse. Yeah, that's surprising, sir, but not close to it. Yeah, it's, it would be a surprise, man. It would, I, it would be a real big surprise, and I, I, would, I would be all here for it. I, I'm happy to eat crow that, it's, that, you know, if that happens, but I'm confident in that I don't see that happening. Um, but I would never be more happy than to eat my own words if we came out on Sunday and just blew the doors off the Arizona Cardinals. Um, because the storylines there are endless. And there's just, I mean, there's so much even outside of that, so much you could be happy about as a Browns fan. Um, if your offense shows up like that, your defense shows up like that, um, then you can look into the rest of the year. And we already mentioned playing the Ravens twice a year. And obviously, you know, Lamar and Kyler are not the same exact player, but if you can contain depending on how you win that game, um, if you can, you know, shut him down and control him like that, then I think you've got a little bit more to look forward to, a little bit more reason to be uh, optimistic there. But um, Brandon, outside of that, I think, um, you know, I, I don't think we had any other questions come in. So outside of that, I think we're, you know, kind of all good. I think we're like I said, we're just ready to watch this game and hopefully come on Sunday evening, talk about a Browns victory, maybe a 38-14 victory. Who really knows? Um, 
it'll be fun. It'll be a good game. It should be a good game, you know, for NFL all around. So um, thanks to everybody for listening and shoot some more questions over to us as they come up. And then we will see you guys all on Monday.